Alright everybody, it's finally happened. The Metal Hand of God podcast has finally got an online merch store. It's located at tpublic.com. That's right, tpublic, T-E-E, public.com. Go there, to their website, type in M-H-O-G, and a variety of art designs will pop up where you can put them on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, Pandemic masks. That's right. We also have pandemic masks. The new fashion accessory for the year 2020 into 2021. We have wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, pins, you name it. Hey, you want stickers? Magnets? How about a phone case? That's right. You can get an MHOG phone case just by going to tpublic.com. A variety of sizes and colors, and the quality is hands down the best you're gonna find that's right mhog merch store at tpublic.com you're part of the family might as well really be part of the family and grab yourself an mhogt at tpublic.com thanks for listening to the mhog podcast and for all your support through the years We want to see those t-shirts outside, so go to TeePublic, order your MHOG merch today. TeePublic.com Give them nothing, but take from them everything! Welcome back to the Metal of the God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me always is the ever-knowing rum guy. <laughs> and today we have a fantastic guest. Amazing man, Mr. Paul Taylor. How are you? Well, I'm fantastic and amazing, apparently. Yes. Yeah. No, I, um, I'm, I'm fine, you know. Um, life is uh, strange at this point, <laughs> and... Uh, I think the best you can expect to be is okay, Uh, which is somewhat like meh, but I'm better than that today. Good. I'm much better than that today, so so it's all good. Okay, so... A a nice weekend. So for all the people out there who have no idea who you are, tell them who you are, other than your name. What do you do? Okay. Well, I mean, the only reason that I'm being interviewed for anything uh, is related to the fact that I played Pinhead in... Hellraiser Judgment, and if you don't, which is the tenth film in a in a over thirty year old franchise, and if you've never heard of <laughs> Hellraiser or don't know what Hellraiser is, then I don't know why you're even listening to this podcast. But basically, <laughs> that's an eighties a classic eighties horror film with practical effects, and one particular character who is Pinhead, uh, who just sort of was a breakout star. Someone like uh, Freddy Krueger or or Jason in Friday the 13th or Michael Myers in Halloween, except that his screen time in the first film was was teeny tiny. And so it's it's the fact that the, the way he looked and Doug Bradley's portrayal of the character 
made him a horror icon. So that's why I am talking right now is because um, I inherited the role of Pinhead for the 10th film in... In yeah. the franchise, man. So, I, you know, that's, okay. That's who I am. So yes, you are Pinhead, and which is utterly I incredible, am. by the way. Um, and it's... I want to know. Uh, of course, I w- I'd like to know what. How did it come about? Like, how did you end up with the role? I just, I just got an audition notice. Really? I just, I auditioned. Um, I live in, uh, I live in Dallas, Texas, and the. Um, casting director who's a uh, has cast me in many things before and after this uh chris freihofer in oklahoma city because the movie is shot in oklahoma sent me a notification (laughs) to that he wanted me to audition for the role and um also for the role of the auditor and he knew that i was someone who could handle the material someone who would embrace the horror aspect of it some uh and um i happened to to nail it so to speak i guess in my audition (laughs) and it's just uh you know it was just i was just doing what an actor does now i mean it's my job to audition well that is you know when you become an actor you are choosing a life of rejection basically because you audition and audition and auditions oh my phone oh my phone is Giving me an alarm now? <laughs> wow, Good thing that Hey, I... hey, I'm glad you set that alarm, man. It just it reminded you. Yeah. I gotta turn it off. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's gonna keep going. So I'm gonna have to turn that off. That's okay. fine. Sorry about that. No, no, you, no you're good, man. You're good. Go, go ahead, turn it. Let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah we can we can we can edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was beautiful. I love it. I love it. He says, oh, so now my phone's giving me an alarm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, wow, what a fantastic podcast. Woo! <laughs> that's that's how we're going to start the show, by the way. We're going to have you leaving automatically. Yeah, yeah that's going to be like, awesome. you'd be like, uh, I'm out of here. Fuck this. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so, it's it's got to be kind of interesting, though. I mean, the i mean was it through your uh, your agent did they send it to yeah. you personally it was it no it was through my agent it was all very professional just the way that it's always done um with this particular casting director after i got cast in the role which was a surprise to people on the west coast um that someone from what they call the fly well this is the story chris fryhofer said to me after i got the role he said this is a great victory for the flyover states, meaning, you know, between California sure. and New York. Yeah. And um, so ever since then, we've kind of become closer in that he feels free to text me if he needs me to put myself on tape and maybe something. I don't know. He'll sometimes let me know things before he lets my agent know things just because it's kind of like shorthand. Right. And um, I quite often will respond faster, especially if it's the weekend. Um because anytime Fryhofer wants my attention, he's got it. Because he's given me work, he's gotten me opportunities so many times. So um, yeah, just the proper channels. I, I I saw that it was for Pinhead. It's funny because the movie was being called Judgment. It was a secret that it was a Hellraiser film. But when I read the auditor's first line in the sides, which is you know the part of the script that they send you that you're going to audition with, right? Sure. Um, his first line was. 
we have such sights to show you. And it was like, this is how I, I knew. I'm a longtime Hellraiser <laughs> fan. This is a Hellraiser movie. Oh, my God. I want to play this guy. He's so great. He's like a middle management weirdo. It's perfect for me. <laughs> and then, then I got, then I got. A personal email, not personal, but I normally the actors in the agency are grouped together in the same email, you know, with all the sides. Right, right, right. Yeah. Being called for. Then I got my own um, email saying we'd also like to put Paul Taylor on 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 tape for uh, the role of Pinhead. Doug Bradley's not coming back. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and my reaction at first was, "There's no effing way I'm going to get this part." And that lasted for about five minutes, and then I decided that 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 was no way to. Um, you know, deal with an opportunity like this, and I decided to make it the best audition I'd ever done in my life, which is basically what I did. I mean, I really, if I took every audition as seriously as I took that one, I'd get, well, possibly get every role. <laughs> nah. I, well, you, actually, you, it's not going to happen. You're either right for it or someone else is right for it more. Well, you've been busy ever, I mean, you've always been busy. You're in You're in so many different things in one way or another. I mean, it seems like you you're you're working all the time. Well, I'm glad it seems that way. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it 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 has increased. the 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 number, the amount of film work has increased since that movie came out because it's elevated my profile. Um, I've always done theater, so generally, when I'm not doing theater, except for this year, since all the theater, there's nothing happening because of uh covid yeah pretty much there's, everything's and closed. there's you know very little film work going on but you know we, we will return to what it was before the pandemic uh in some form or another but um i i uh, i am busier than i used to be in the film world and that makes me so happy just so happy I think that's uh, really what I want to do. That's what uh, I want to do more than anything. That's great. I, I think you've done so much on the stage as well, because this yeah. Pinhead was not your first real, quote unquote, horror character, was it? It wasn't. Um, I mean, as far as as far as film, it kind of was. I think. Wow! What a um, wow! What a first one. I'm yeah yeah. I mean, I've done um, other films, but I wouldn't really consider them horror. Maybe the Gray Man, which was about Albert Fish, who was the original mm, nice. you know, cannibal yeah. of children. Um, I played a Western Union manager. That was a long time ago, and my part was not horrific at all. Except the guy was the character was so uptight that you know. Uh, that <laughs> I mean, he worked for horrific. Western Union. I mean, come on. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it was the forties or the third, whenever it was, uh, whatever year that movie took place. Um, yeah, I think, it was, I think it was the 40s. I think it was the 40s. Yeah, it yeah. was the 40s. I think yeah. it was. 44, 45. Yeah. And, uh, but I have done a lot of horror work um, on stage, and that's always been fun. I mean, it's usually not serious horror. It's usually comedy horror. Sure. Um, because, that, it's, I don't know, there's a campiness to so much of it. Like, I've done Rocky Horror twice. No, that's and, awesome. uh, I've done an original thing that, where I played two two different characters who were actually sisters because it was a it wasn't it wasn't really technically drag because uh, my hairy chest was exposed the whole time <laughs> it was more what they it was more what they called gender fuck which I think is a delightful term sure. especially I, these I do days. like that I mean I'm probably I'm probably you know it's probably a term you can't use anymore these days no nope. I don't know 
if it's like politically incorrect to say it was gender fuck, but that's what it was. Uh, I mean, you know, sure. So, I don't, I don't know exactly what like Pixies, what they were sisters named Pixie and Margot, and it was a, it was a sat, it was a parody of Look What's Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Or whatever happened to Baby Jane? It was called okay, Look What's yeah. Happened to Pixie da Costa, and Pixie is insane, and in in the second act, she is stalking her maid with an axe and it's she kills her off stage and she <laughs> i mean she's just she's out of her mind it's so great and so funny. i love so, stage shows i, I think stage I performances are so amazing because you can i mean i know movies are great yeah don't get me wrong but and it, but it's a completely different world stepping it off really the stage mm -hmm. yeah it can be so much fun to, to theater because it's uh the audience is there it's like a community thing happening. And once it's over, it's over. It's live. And then yeah. once it's gone, it's not alive anymore. It's it's gone. Right. There's no um, stopping in the middle going, what's my line? No, no, there's not. <laughs> and, and you know, the audience is there. So as an actor, you know whether what you're doing is effective or not. They're, they either are laughing or they're not laughing. They either are just, I mean, there's either an energy where it's palpable between actor and audience or there's not you know you can tell sure. and of course i am um, i judge myself very harshly in all situations <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> um but especially when it comes to well i was gonna say especially when it comes to performance but actually stage performance is the thing that i am the most comfortable doing in my life so maybe that's not true maybe it's my real my real life that i just you know uh I don't always choose to be cool, you know. It's hard. I, would, I know. If, I've, it is. If I my life, if I could be one thing, <laughs> if I could change one thing about me, it would be no fear about the future. Yeah, it's hard. And dude. no regret, no regret about the past. You know, living in the present moment and being happy with what I have. Now that's so much easier said than done. Oh I, yeah, it, it really is. It really is. But I'm I mean, not, I'm not it's one of those one. things you have to take a kind of every morning take a leap of faith and just shoot for it because that's that's all yeah. you've got really yeah with these people who are who are what i would really consider cool are people who they will say to you like you're like i'm so sorry blah blah blah, blah or whatever although i've sort of cut i'm sorry out of my vocabulary i have a policy of no unwarranted apologies which I think go. is good because you just don't start something with I'm sorry, but just don't, just don't do it. Um, um, where was I going to go with that? Um, yeah, cool people. Truly, if you're speaking to them and you are just stressed out about something, you're like, I'm so sorry, whatever. And they authentically say, it's nothing. It's no big deal. Be cool. It's, it's all right. And they mean it. Mm -hmm. And they just mean, you know. Uh, I don't know. That's it's, not. A, I didn't put that into words as eloquently as I would have liked well, to. But, but it's a lot easier just to just sit back and let let it happen. You know, when it comes to yeah. things in life, because you have a lot of times no control about what's going on around you yeah, and it's how it's going to affect you. So yeah, it's very Buddhist. Yeah, and why, uh, why get yourself worked up over the little things yes, like that? Stressing over shit. Exactly. You know, when you know what I what I what I love to believe and some people might equate this with religion but i don't it's not religion it's because religion fucks everything up True. um mm, yeah for sure it's 
but it is faith in a way. Um, but it's my own faith. It's I'm sure there are many, many songs written that have <laughs> that, that, that are dealing with this. It's the same thing, but it's about trusting the universe. And that's kind of what I think that's a huge reason why I got the role of Pinhead was because when I got offered the audition, I had a few months before that started working with a therapist because I was so emotional sometimes about personal things. Never about, you know, my performance or my career, but, uh, well, rarely, except if it had to do with, oh my God, I wish I could have more film roles. Um, <laughs> but that's where, but that's where we went. That's where we, after we dealt with some of the personal shit and got more into, come on, let's, let's, let's affect the future. Let's affect Paul's future. It was more about manifesting my own dreams for my life. So here I am telling the universe, I know that if I believe that it's on its way or it's, or it already exists, then it's on its way and will come to me in its own way. And then, so then, and, and I had been meditating on that and doing my elliptical trainer with my words in front of me, just the words, just I manifest the dreams I deserve of all this stuff. And then this opportunity comes and my initial reaction, of course, was no way. And then when I realized that I had been meditating on it and here was the opportunity that I'd asked for, if I hadn't dealt with it in a healthy way, I would have chased it away. I wouldn't have given a good audition. I would have believed that there was no way I was going to get the part. I really saw it in action for myself. I saw it happen. And I continue to. This pandemic has, you know, I consider myself um, so lucky. I'm so fortunate in what I have going in my life. And even though I've lost work just like everybody else, and my unemployment's run out, just like everybody else. And and whatever, w w but I haven't lost my home. I haven't. I'm not homeless. I, I can afford food. You know all that. But sure. um, the universe keeps taking care of me. I mean, things keep happening that are like someone just going, "Boom! We want to pay you this much to sign this many," and blah 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 blah. Pinhead, the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, I'm telling <laughs> you, the, the universe. It, it's just, it's. It started this wonderful thing and, and, and more film roles and and all of it. And that's what I, if I would remember that every single day, maybe I'd wake up happier, you know. Well, you, um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it, it's, it's a wonderful way of, of trying to, to, to focus your life when you, when you think yeah, of things yeah. that way. I mean, uh, yeah. as you said, the, the, the pandemic has caused a lot of people to have a lot of uh, a lot of new issues they never knew they could have. Uh, exactly the depressions and 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 mm -hmm. things like just realization of of sitting there and looking at your own mortality. Sometimes I mean it's yeah a thing. yeah. Uh, but but life is only what you can make it, and there's no mm -hmm. sense getting angry and ruining the rest of your day and the rest of the little time we all have here worrying about the small shit. It's you know? true, it's true, and but you know we're. We, we can be we can be spoiled. We can just be spoiled and forget how blessed we are. And um, and of course, also, it's a lot easier said than done. There are a lot of people out there who, if they're listening to this, might just be responding with "fuck that." You have no idea what I'm going through. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know. And right. I get that, that too. It's like I my heart, you know, my, uh, my heart bleeds for those who are so surprised by what happened, you know, mm -hmm. so unprepared. Yeah. And uh, I think it's had 
and the effect on a lot of people of it's a wake up call. It's like, yes, this can happen in this beautiful country we live in that we're so lucky to live in it. It, it depending on your point of view and depending on what color your skin is and depending on where you're originally from and depending on a lot of things. Sure. But in essence, America, United States of America is, uh, you know, generally we're very lucky to be here, but I'm a white male who's 98%, you know, um, whatever. I'm a wasp, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I, I get white privilege and I get it. And I, there's of course nothing I can do about it. Um, I can enjoy the, the uh, inherent luck that comes with that. But, uh, you have to, you know, the, the the issues of of race and and just all, uh, gender identity, all of it, all that stuff. It's just like, wow. It's too um, overwhelming for everybody, dude. It it really is. It's it's it, it's, it's overwhelming. It's insane and, of how how much this stuff has polluted the just the airwaves in general you know what i mean like it, yeah. it, it's coming yeah. through I, I i hate to say polluted but i mean it as it's like it's so much it's like so much banged into our faces into our heads and it's yeah. really changed it's it, our our landscape you know it's really kind of yeah. and it's i don't brought us it it's brought it to light it's like okay this some of this shit some of this again i'll bring up race i mean some of this this racism and all this conservative i'm sorry bullshit um that started way back in the 80s you know yeah. I, I shouldn't get i shouldn't get political but it's just like man it's blah. and even with the fact that we are going to be changing presidents mm-hmm. is it that big of a change you know it's <laughs> right it's, is it right. really i'm reading right now i'm reading barack obama Obama's book, um, and I'm just I am digging it. I and and his his message, and it goes back to the Kennedys. I mean, I'm sorry, I am it such a liberal. I mean, I'm not I'm not a crazy liberal like right. some. <laughs> there are so many crazy liberals and so many crazy conservatives, and those are the people who are making it so freaking ugly. Yeah, sure. Anyway, there's like, and we're proud to make it ugly, um, <laughs> and we'll believe anything. We don't care who our news source is. Oh yeah, anyway, that's, that's great. That's, I'm, that's I'm my favorite. Reading his book right now. Yeah. Oh God, it doesn't freaking matter. It's, it's, it doesn't. Who's your source? It, I don't know. Who I heard it. it I heard it from the work. the homeless guy down the road. He told me he read it from another guy who who was knocking down the street. That was buying a hot dog. I get dog. all my news yeah. from Conan O'Brien. Right. Yeah. God, it was printed somewhere. Words, letters. They used letters and everything. I was taking a shit and I read it on the wall in the bathroom stall, man. So it's got to be real. Yeah. This is it. This is it. You either are for humans or you're not for humans. You know, yeah. you either want a fair world or you don't want a fair world. You, you know, you either work towards love and peace and things that might, that other people are just rolling their eyes going. The dude's pinhead. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> you know? I'm like, God, come on. Well, that's uh, entertainment. Yeah, pinhead actually, that's, he was into love and peace in a way. Yeah, he was. He was giving you exactly what he thought you wanted. Right. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> changed over the years. The, the whole 
the whole thing with with Hellraiser has changed over the years. It's not about sadomasochism anymore, which I kind of miss. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, when the Weinstein's took over. Uh, apparently, Harvey Wine. Uh, no, not Harvey. Blah. Bob Weinstein <laughs> does not like the sex, sexu- psycho. Excuse me, the psychosexual stuff. So, of course, that's like. Then why did you buy the rights to Hellraiser? Oh, right, to make money. Yeah, I was so gonna say, yeah, there so you that's, go. That's the main so thing about become, Hellraiser. Now it's become about good and evil, but that's okay because I, you know, I truly love the fact that so many people talk about this. And it's about judgment specifically and about what Gary Tunnicliffe did with it and about how his script, yes, it did introduce an angel and it did talk about God and it did, you know, there was, there, there, there were like Pinhead. Yes. He is. Whatever happened to Leviathan? We haven't heard about Leviathan since the second movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, the order of the gash. I mean, all this stuff that was, that is religious in nature, but, but is not our classic, you know, Christian, our, our Catholicism, whatever, our, whatever um, America's all about, you know, <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, but, but he introduced this, this, uh, this thing that, so that we could, since it's changed and Pinhead has become more about crime and punishment than about sadomasochism, um, he sort of gave that the, the twist that god was in charge and it's kind of like well okay this gives us um i mean it's not the same but maybe we can i mean now that clive barker uh has the rights again praise god hallelujah um maybe it'll get back on track or maybe clive will just you know kill it all off forever and go we're done no he can't well no we, we need you in another film yeah well we do however you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I just to tell you this because this is the whole thing. Things were said to me on the set um, by the on-set producer, not a Weinstein. Uh-huh. They they weren't there. But um, uh, basically, at one point, we were we were having drinks with uh, with Helena. Uh, Don, what's her? It's Helena. I can't remember her whole name right. I think her last name is Donald. She played Jophiel. Okay. So she's she, she's a Brit. She's come over. She's got this beautiful accent, this gorgeous blonde. She's playing Jophiel. But the, the, there were there was another scene at the end of the movie that was shot but is not actually in the movie, which implied that somewhat like the Hellraiser comic books, there was going to be a new lead Cenobite. It was going to be a female, and it was going to be Jophiel. Well, back in hu- sense. Back in human form, even though Pinhead destroyed her. Now Pinhead is in human form and is homeless. So now she's being, you know, in this scene at the end of Judgment, she is being, um, what's the word, um, ordained into the Catholic Church into a very high position. So oh, okay. we've got this person who's not actually a person, but who's an angel who works for God, who's who's going to continue to make sure that there's good and evil in the world so that the people who are suffering the evil will look to God for the good and, you know, nice. just like what she said in the movie. Yeah, so, cool. but things that were, that we're out having um, drinks at Hooters. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Know. That's right. That's, that's Helena, it. Well, it was in the parking lot of the, uh, of the hotel. So we're having drinks. Uh, there's Mike Leahy, the producer, and Mike Regan, who was the chatterer and also is Gary Tunnicliffe's right-hand man as far as makeup and effects go. And there's Gary Tunnicliffe. And the guy who also, also the guy who played the, um, the, is it the butcher, the huge guy with the yeah. 
yeah. The, she comes out of his back and whick, whick, whick. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were all having drinks. And before Mike gets up to go, he points at he points at me and he goes, "You're the franchise." And then he points at Helena and goes, "You're the future." And we're just like, <laughs> "Now, I was not maybe as excited because I had read the script and my first instinct when I'd read the script the month before was, "Oh my God, they killed Pinhead," much like you know South Park. Yeah, um, I'm like, they're killing off Pinhead and. Fryhofer, the casting director, texted me back and he was like, I don't see it that way. I think they're setting it up, blah, 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 which is, you know, a great thing to believe. And um, so so then my last day on the set, we're in the hotel and Mike says to me, uh, the producer says to me, pretty sure if you want this gig, it's yours. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm pinhead now, you know. So um, so I was very excited. And then hashtag me too happened. So Mm -hmm. I'm watching this. The movie has been finished for almost two years and has still not been released. Harvey Harvey, uh, Weinstein gets in this huge trouble because he's a womanizing creep. And and of course, he's connected to Bob Weinstein because they're brothers. So they need all the money they can get. They start releasing everything. So thank God, you know, Hellraiser Judgment was sitting on a shelf. They only released it, apparent, I don't know, but what I hear, what I hear, they only released it because um, they needed the money. And it's like, we need the money now. So I'm like, thank God. Thank. So in that regard, I'm like, well, yay, hashtag me too. Thanks for getting my movie released so I can stop talking about it, you know, release dates that don't come true. And it can actually happen <laughs> and I can see if the, if the fans like it. And I can see it for the first time. My God. Um so that, but then as things get worse, the Weinstein's just sort of bloop, go away, and um, like Tunnicliffe no longer has the connection to to Dimension Films because Dimension Films is gone, and so I no longer have the connection to Dimension Films. They now don't have the fran- own the franchise anymore. So for it's for all those reasons, you know, for that reason, I hate hashtag Me Too. But what can I say? It's an important movement. Misogyny is awful. People need to not bully other people. The misuse of power in Hollywood and in the White House and in wherever, just the misuse of power, period, is a horrible thing, and it's a human trait, and uh, it's awful, and and we need change. It'll never change, though. I I know. It's It's just just human nature. Change. We can have hope, and I believe in having hope, but it's so incremental, just like taking away the freedoms is incremental. You mm-hmm. know, it's all secret because people aren't politi- politically aware. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody. It hasn't been till till um, Trump was elected to office that I, and, and that I started getting interested in politics. So it's woken me up. And But but I, I don't know political history at all. I'm just like, I don't know. All I know is I'm going to be paying attention now because um, sure. ever since uh, the AIDS crisis, you know, and I had a lot of friends die and i watched my president ronald reagan ignore uh ignore the crisis for as long as he possibly could and um you know it was the the i believe that was you know there's there's always there have always been conservatives and there have always been liberals in the white house on both sides but again i'm getting political i apologize that's 
not what that's what, not what I'm here to talk about. But no, it's but, okay. Um, well, it's uh, this is why it's, this is a good show because we just like the open forum aspect of it. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it all ties back into you and your view on everything. So that's what that's what the well, that's people cool. of this show want to hear. My view is I just want to have the freedom to do my art because I'm going to die someday, you know. And yeah. I, I just yeah. want to freaking be as much of a movie star as I can be. That's my bottom line, you know. And everything else is just noise and, and other people getting in my way. Like I have had so many. And, and, you know, it's like me, 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 poor me, poor me, poor me. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, yeah, poor him. Fuck that guy. But. But it just seems like, and I'm sure you got, I'm sure many people can relate to this. It seems like in so many instances, things are going great. Things are go like, oh my God, this is happening. Look at this. I'm on a, I'm on a high right now because it's things are thing, things are paying off. All the hard work I put in, blah blah blah. Things are going so well, and then some asshole who you don't know comes along and just fucking ruins it. And it's usually. A white man, and it's that's probably because usually a white man is in charge. So I mean, there that's just the odds, you know. But because they, they have all the power, but they that's I'm sorry, I I don't I don't mean to damn the white man because I <laughs> am one, but at the same time, like, I got I got to agree with you, and then at the same sense, I think it's it's whoever, like you said, it is before, whoever, it's whoever, whoever is in that chair at the time. Is yeah. always going to be the person that puts a kibosh on the whole damn thing. Yeah, and it's like because of some action they took, whether it was for good or someone else took the action, and, and it was for good and good things resulted. Still, what you had going just goes, it just goes yeah. away. It's like, well, fuck that. Well, you know, like many happens, it's, like some, yeah, it's like someone just else just stole your paycheck. Is what that Yeah, up. yeah. Well, that's the pandemic. That's what the pandemic has done for everyone. For almost everyone, it's just like, yeah. boom, this happened, so deal with it. And I think that a lot of people, it's taught, it's it's been a teaching, it's it's a teaching moment for the world, um, because it's really, it's like, wow, yeah, we got to be resourceful. We, um, because we, I don't know, it's just you can't take anything for granted, um, and. Okay. You, if you, it's just about counting your blessings, really. really but is. if you don't have any blessings, <laughs> some people don't have any blessings. Man, look, I, mean, I, I can I tell mean, you, but... I can tell you one thing, man, is this, this pandemic has, has done wonders for us. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's gotten us more, you know, more time to, to hone our craft and do the things that we wanted to do. Uh, How prior, much more do we have to hone here, Wayne? We've been doing it almost ten years. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, like you know, like well, to do things. You basically have more time to talk. Yeah, sure, you pretty have much. More time to fiddle with the controls so that you can make so, it as cool as possible. To to reach out to people as yourself, and to yeah. you know to to actually be able to talk to some pe people like you because it you know yeah. if if not. You know, maybe you would have been super swamped with doing, you know, the next film or doing something else, and you know, maybe you didn't have the time. You Don't know, raise your thirty-five. You know, whatever you're on to. Yeah. I might have been. <laughs> I might have been. I might have been. I mean, I had, you know, I had quite a few things lined up for 2020. Well, you um, got something lined up for 2021, don't you? I do. I yeah. There are some things in the works that are that are um, very promising, and um, they're they're film, and I and I've re 
you know, a lot of the conventions have rescheduled. And so it's going to be somewhat like 2020 was supposed to be. But hell, you know, I when the. No, I'm not going to talk about the past anymore. I'm not going to talk about what happened when the pandemic hit right now. What I want to talk about is the fact that I'm going to be working with Gary Tunnicliffe again, which is, you know, really super cool on this movie called Cholrophobia. It's just been announced and uh, he did a, let's see, I don't know, let's see, he did a a YouTube interview and also um, uh, an Instagram, I think. Okay. Um, post um just talking about this movie Cholrophobia. i'm going to be working with him I, I actually got him the 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 job which feels really good because um a, a couple of the movies i've done in the in the last few years one's called sick for toys which many have heard of uh, i did i learned last night i was at an event last night actually um a, just a pop-up market event which was very safe what, with was, masks and everything was and, that the texas frightmare one yeah, it was it was Frightmare Collectibles. Yeah, we um, we go uh, we try to go every year um, to to yeah, to Lloyd's well, thing. Lloyd, I love that Lloyd, guy. Lloyd, oh, he's great. Oh, he's great. Uh, it was so cool to get to know him. I mean, I'd done Frightmare once before. It, it was it was the thirtieth year of Hellraiser, and Doug Bradley was there, and Clyde Barker, and three of the original Cenobites were there, and yeah. it was really so cool to meet Doug, to meet Clyde Barker. You know, and to sort of been welcomed into the fold in a way, even though it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of. Uh, I mean, Doug was, Doug was pleasant, and he's been, he's been um, downright warm, you know. But it, uh, and and very sort of. Here's your new pinhead. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Of course, you know. And I, um, anyway, I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about <laughs> this, uh, this person. This person came up to me, um, I don't know, I did an interview during this event yesterday, and I was being interviewed by this guy, and he brings up Sick for Toys. And I was like, because he was bringing up roles that I've played. Right, yeah. And uh, just disconcerting, unpleasant, because I hated working, I only had one day on Sick for Toys. I, I hated it because of the character I was playing. He was so gross. I mean, just basically... A creepy uncle who is a pedophile and um, just disgusting. It's really gross. And there's this this uneasy sound under the scene the whole time and just really gross. Um, So but he brought it up. He's like, yeah, a lot of horror fans love sick for toys. It's it's get it's getting more and more popular every year. And 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 people point out that that's you and you're just so disgusting. And I'm like, wow, that's that's cool. (laughs) <laughs> I, no one has ever brought up sick for toys. <laughs> I'm disgusting. <laughs> sick for toys to me before. I can barely. I can hardly watch that scene. It's really? Just like, oh god, I just hate that guy. All right, so now, no so now, now I have to go find this film because you know I have to yeah. see what this is about. It's just one short scene. It's just gross. But um, the guy who, John Paul Burkhart, who plays one of the uh, leads, the sickest. The sickest boy and the, the sickest man in the cast. Um, he's been a friend of mine since we did Chicago at Plano Repertory Theater in Plano, Texas, years ago. He, I was Billy Flynn, and and he was at Amos Hart. So anyway, he moved to L.A. many years ago, and he started. You know, he he had he got me to audition for the role of uh, the father, and he 
he was pretty sure he was gonna they were gonna be able to offer it to me. So I got that part. Then I mean the stepfather. I mean the I mean the uncle is what I meant to say. And then last year <laughs> I did a movie with him and the, the same company, um, the same producers uh, called um, Roadhead, which is a comedy horror film. I, I flew out to to L.A. Um, I think I had two days on that. And then from there, which is really cool, the next, I had to leave at 4.30 in the afternoon to fly to, to, um, to uh, oh, Louisiana, New Orleans, to shoot the first scene of the first episode of the second season of The Purge, which was so cool. To yeah. Get that. Uh, so, I, uh, but to go from that to that. And now this, he, he had said... John Paul is the same person who I had gone flown out when I went out to LA. That's who I, who I stayed with when I went out to get my head cast done by Gary for the Hellraiser film. So he there was a poster he had upstairs in his office, and it was this cool. Uh, it had the red and white stripes of a circus tent and a woman's face with a crazy eye. And um, I'm not describing this very well, but the title of the movie was Colrophobia. And he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a clown movie we're working on and I'm going to be playing Curly. And then, and then a few, several months later he goes, you know, we might want you for Curly cause I might just want to produce or really be the tits to have Pinhead play Curly. And I'm like, well, okay, I hope that happens. And then, so now it's become a thing where yes, I'm playing Curly, but, oh. the, and they were trying to find the right director for it. And I'm like, John Paul, you nice. need to get in touch with Gary Tunnicliffe. And uh, Gary read the script, and uh, they they talked, and he's all, you know, he's got a contract with them, and he's doing some rewrites, and he's going to do the the he's going to do the makeup and, and special effects, of course, and and direct this horror clown movie. It's That's so I'm really excited cool. that I was able to get him that job because he did me such a huge, uh, you know, I mean, he cast me as Pinhead because I was the best choice for the for the people who auditioned for the role because that's what you have to do. But at the same time, he did do me a huge favor, you know, sure. because it's been, it's been a gift that has kept on giving. So it right. was nice to be able to get him a job. And I think he was totally surprised by that. I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's good, man. You, that's really cool. You, well, how, you don't how, suck as a director. So how, <laughs> I said, you don't. <laughs> how, how You're is this stuff. new role going to, uh, uh, how how are you? I mean, have you been able to really look at and develop the character that you're for Curly yet, or is it something you're ongoing with? Or I, I'm ongoing. It's uh, it's a mute character, so um, the fact that he doesn't speak makes my job, I think, even either more of a challenge or more fun, or maybe the same. Maybe it's the, it's all the same. Maybe it's I don't know because it's uh, I'm just so damn excited that I'm not inheriting a role that somebody is already famous for playing, you know? Right. Um, and, and let's just see what we can do with this. And, you know, terrifier, this is not terrifier. We're not doing that to a woman, but, um, <laughs> but, but still, still, we got a mute clown, you know? Oh man. Um, oh. Sure. But, but I mean, it's gotta be difficult because I mean, you're going to have to use expression under extreme makeup, to really yeah. get a lot of emotion across, I would think. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's more gonna be more about my body. It's gonna be body language. All right. And I mean, and um, and Curly, you know, there are four clowns, and they're all stone cold killers. You know, they they do this for survival. So it's um, it's you know, he's not 
snow wilting violet. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, snow wilt. I understand. So I don't know what I mean. <laughs> you said you came down here to New Orleans to do something in the Purge. Uh, the Purge, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we had uh, our friends do the uh, special effects for the Purge. They do all. Uh, uh, one of our buddies does all the explosions and stuff for for those oh, for guys. The TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because uh, you know I'm I'm from New Orleans. I'm down here in New Orleans, and and just oh, awesome. and rum is over there in North Carolina. But yeah, so like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually have um, I have some of the the set pieces in my house. Uh, like like they uh, you know they sold off some of the pieces and stuff. So I got like some of the uh, like the signage and stuff that was like uh, for, for like like the the weird circus thing that was going on on the on the mm-hmm. set. You know where they were selling people and shit. I was yeah 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 yeah. I got some of that stuff, That's- but. It was cool. a very, it was a very he's you know it's a very cool show I enjoy watching it you know I do too I wish that they it had been renewed but you Me know too. COVID COVID killed off everything and another thing another one of our other friends is uh, uh you know him very well but uh, he helped you with your website Mr Ryan Clapp oh he's so great yeah yeah he actually helps he's us with so our, great he helps us with ours awesome. too yeah he's a great dude man um, I oh, talked to him in North Carolina. He's not North. No, Carolina. no, he he's over there in um he's in Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah, he's in Texas. No, yeah, but he's his brother. He does website and stuff. Yeah, yeah, his he brother, helps Billy us. Pond. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bloody Bill. Of Bloody, course, you know who that Bloody is. Bloody Bill, man. Uh, he uh he's gonna he has told me that I'm gonna be in Cowboys from Hell. So that's another. Whoa, thing. that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome, I love Circus of the Dead, man. That me too. Movie is so great. And then I got to do um. I had one scene in a film that is still being shot. Uh, William Instone has a movie called uh, Butcher's Bluff. Um, oh, yeah, nice. It's being shot in Bastrop, Texas, that area, which is, you know, the, same, the place where uh, the gas station from Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Chainsaw Massacre was shot. So uh, I got to do a scene with him, and, you know, he played he played Papa the Papa Clown. Yeah, Papa so Clown, so man. Cool. He gets to do- but Billy has told me, yeah, that I'm gonna have a, a role in um, Cowboys from Hell. I'm Dude, really excited. Dude, that's that. awesome. Yeah, Billy is a great guy, man. Like, uh, he's he been really on is. he's been on our show five, six times. You know, yeah. um, anytime I see him, we you know when we go to the Frightmare and stuff, we're always hanging out yeah. and stuff like that. He so it's very cool. He is no, he is no bullshit. Nope. He is he is who he is, and he makes no apologies, and I really respect that. Yeah. He's a real you deal know, guy, man. He I'm likes really what he gonna likes. Be working with um, uh, possibly Parrish too, won't you? Maybe. Well, yeah, Parrish. Probably. Parrish will probably be in it. I mean, how could he not be? I think it's a huge cast of men. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so I would. I, I was surprised. I didn't think that I would be in Cowboys from Hell, but I don't know why I thought that. Um, I just. I don't think of myself as a cowboy, but. But at the same time, that's why they call it acting. I that's mean, right. I don't know why I do that to myself. Besides, I played this super demon, so it's not like I can't play a demon. <laughs> well, you played a, a sheriff, so, I mean, it's close I to did, a cowboy. I did play sheriff. I did. That's my first Texas sheriff I ever played in Butcher's Bluff. And, so, and, and, yeah. and I have a question. You, you did voiceover work as well? I've done some. I've not. I've not done as much as uh, many people who would, you know, you'd actually count as voiceover actors. Um, but I've done. You know, there's this company called Funimation, which is, uh, and also Okatron, which are both in Dallas. And I have occasionally played roles. That's um, cool. 
in a lot of their stuff, but I don't pursue it as hardcore and uh, as, as as many people do. But man, those are tough nuts to crack. It's hard to get into those. They're, they're kind of like clubs. I mean, plus you can you can just hire another director who works full time to come and be an actor in your thing. I mean, they can. There's a lot of um, incestuous behavior going on in that company. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> incest it's the second time i've brought it up right man man but you know it's all about the money if they can do it more cheaply to hire their own people then hey you know who am i but uh yeah but i've 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 gotten to play some some great roles uh in in uh anime it's been fun you'd have to check out my imdb to to see what i've done i couldn't even tell you right now (laughs) because it's been a long time uh since my last job but I loved what my last job was. They hired me for uh, it wasn't Amanai. That was the one where there was uh, where there was this battle, and it was it's hard to do battle. It because you're just like, ha! do it uh. again. You know, it's just <laughs> man, you leave there and your throat is hamburger. Unless you're just doing like voice acting, where you're just speaking and reading and uh, talking like a normal person. Right. But that's not what this anime is mostly. It's mostly battles. It's mostly matey. You know, and I'm... That's pretty good. I do love to abuse my voice because I I want my voice... The lower it gets, the more I like it. You know? I don't... I used to do a lot of musicals and I don't really care anymore about doing musicals. I I just want to kind of be like... I just want to be a film actor, and I just want to have a voice down here. Just an interesting <laughs> voice that when I whisper, act, people are like, whoa, Ooh. he's intense. Yeah. That's what I want. But uh, I got to play, the last time I worked for Funimation, I played someone who had um, leprosy. So oh, had, nice. Yeah. So he had, uh, <laughs> I played a leper, So, but a very intelligent, well-spoken leper. Um, <laughs> but he had a, a thing over his, he had a, he was wearing a mask. It was it was pre-COVID. It was 2020. We call it Tuesday. Pre-COVID, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing a mask. So his character's wearing this mask, so he won't spread his um, his leprosy. So I didn't have to match any um, any lip flaps because you, you know when you're doing this, they they take the Japanese, then right. someone who knows both languages. Actually, a dear friend of mine, uh, Jessica. She she works for Funimation full time. She does this. She's great film. Uh, great. Um, t- uh, stage actress i love her jessica cavanaugh um uh anyway she she rewrites you know so then it's written in english so then the actor's job is to come in and match the flaps of the japanese mouth with the english words and make it look like they're saying it and that's really difficult um and tedious it's and it's it kind of takes away the joy of just acting so this guy, though, he had the thing over his mouth, so I could just <laughs> act it. It was so wonderful. I could just get into the microphone and go, yes, I'm a leper, or whatever his lines were. <laughs> did that it, did they come super- across on the headset and go, uh, can you drop a finger or something on the floor right now? Or... <laughs> get me in character. But, uh, that's that's yeah. awesome, man. I mean, it's it's Yeah, it was cool. And I'm really <laughs> looking forward to everything you've got coming out for 2021, Same here, whatever it may be. It's going to be, it's going to be, I think 2021 for a lot of people in, in the, the industry in which you're in mm-hmm. stage. I know a lot of people are hungry for stage work they want, they want yes. to see those shows. Oh my God, I'm dying for it. 
I cannot wait to get on stage again. And I just, oh my God, there's nothing like it. It's like a drug. Can, and, can I ask you a question about something I saw? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No! What do you think this is, an interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is something that I don't know. I, it seemed to be new. I don't know when you did this. Okay. Uh, a uh, in what might have been an interview reel, uh, a thing. Right. With you for a one of my favorite uh, kind of comedy horror musical things of all time. Do you know right. what I'm talking about? Comedy, musical, horror. Are you talking about the Rocky Horror Show? No, I'm talking about Young Frankenstein. I've not done Young Frankenstein. You haven't done it yet? I've, heard... not, I've not been cast in it. I no, you did audition for it? I auditioned for a production of it at Water Tower Theater in Addison, Texas. Maybe that's, that's what I my... saw the video. I... You saw the video? Yeah. Someone put my audition video on tape? It's actually on YouTube. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, look it, up, look it up right now. Type in oh your my name. God. Actually, it's one of the first things that pops up for you. What the fuck? <laughs> all the pinhead stuff. It's you doing. What? Um, and then oh, it, I'm because it, some stupid song. And it's you at the end says, one hump. What? Oh my! You're kidding me. That's no, so good. Who would put that on there? I love That's, the. They're not supposed. I, I love the that. I love the fact that he is just like what the fuck. <laughs> I thought maybe that you were oh, secretly doing something new. Frankenstein. Thing yeah. Oh, no, that's just, just trying to hit around with it. Um, Dallas Phil, I don't see it. It's I don't there. see it. Oh my God. Meet your name and Young Frankenstein. Oh, of course. That that may go a lot quicker. <laughs> but when I it in, Hellraiser gas mask scene. Dude, yeah, dude, this um, is the greatest thing ever. Rum, you found something that our guest has no idea knew it uh, was out there of his. I mean, I don't care. I'm no, I actually thought it was freaking, pretty amazing because it's I'm just it's a great a scene. Freaking goofball! There it is. Who put that on there? <laughs> Pam Doherty, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. She's my taping buddy. She was till she moved away. Now I have a new <laughs> taping buddy. But she, I can't believe she put that on That's YouTube. I love all it. I could do is after I saw it, was then rewind it. I probably watched that about eight times, eight or ten times. Oh, no. I keep thinking you in, like, pinhead makeup, doing that same scene would be hysterical. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> you blew him away, Rob. You blew him away. That's just a little thing we offer here at the MHOG podcast. Oh my God, my stupid face! I'm not <laughs> gonna no. Oh I, think, God, I, I think it's great work. I think it's great thanks. work. I was being, so, I was so out of shape. Jesus Christ! And then at the, because I wanted to audition for, I mean, you know, in the musical, God knows if I were young enough, I'd want to play Frederick. But I, it's there's no way these days. I'm not. He's a romantic lead. I can't do that. But. Young Frankenstein is like my favorite movie in the whole world. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's so fantastic. To play film. to play Igor would be such a I would just love it so much. But at the same time, to play the inspector would also I would love that. Or to play the blind man. Yeah. And in the musical, the blind man is also Inspector Kemp. So, but they only gave you a certain amount of time to do your audition. So I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this? I'm just going to sing this. And and it's anything goes. I don't know why I chose a Cole Porter song. Maybe because I knew the words. Um, because I had to sing something. 
and then just throw in the what hump because I'm like, please consider me so high for I don't <laughs> You know, I don't know. And I don't even know if anything has even come of, I, you know, obviously COVID happened. They never did their production. I don't know if they ever will. I didn't get a call back. I don't know. Well, you should call know. them yourself and say, hey, hey I just hey, saw hey, my hey, YouTube. I, this is yeah, yeah. This well, still going on? She shouldn't have put it up there. But, you know, <laughs> who cares? It's just me singing a Cole Porter song. In essence, that's all it is. It's, well, I, but but I, the, I, the amount of flair and character you put into it is awesome. Well, you know, the show is so campy, you know. <laughs> that's me doing musical com- musical comedy, you know, campy musical comedy. And God knows I've done it my whole life. And sometimes, unfortunately, that some of that stage acting and presentational work can really bleed over into my film work and um, I'm really happy when things, when it doesn't, um, like in Hellraiser Judgment. I mean, Gary was just, the, you know, the, it was the definitely the throw it away, less is more, throw it away, less is more school of acting, which was really good for me. Plus, I felt like I was in a straight jacket in that costume and makeup. So it was easy <laughs> to not do anything. Um, and then uh, another movie I've done that is called Whitetail, which has not uh, been released on the public yet. Um, it's a it's a small a small independent film um, that I'm very 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 proud of. Uh, it is a, a thriller and a drama, and um, it's just serious acting. And I play just a real guy and with real raw emotions and real problems and um, just life and death situation and. Uh, I'm really excited about that one. I, I watch it and I'm actually proud of my work in it, which is rare because so much of the time, if I'm watching myself on film, I just cringe because I'm like, you do, or I watch uh, auditions I've taped to send to casting directors. I watch them later and I'm, well, that's why you didn't get it. That's why you didn't get it. Look at you. You're acting. You can see it. Like that's, that's my biggest, um, that, that, that's, you know, that's, and it, I know that good acting is good acting. That's just, that's it. You're either a good actor or you're not a good actor. That's not my issue. My issue is, um, is just there, they are different mediums and they do have, they have different energies and they have to, you know, you have to perform for the camera. The camera's in charge, you know, except you have to ignore the camera. So it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, 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 well, this is what it is. Film acting is thinking, is thinking. You have to be thinking. What are you thinking? Whatever you're thinking, the camera sees it. Whereas with stage acting, it's like, no, I just fake everything. You don't, I mean, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is it's so easy to just, I'll just go out there and do my play. That's what I'll do. I'll go out there and I'll do my play. It's presentational. They're further away. It's not like you can just sit there in a chair and mumble at each other, you know. Right, uh, right. But it's it, uh, that's another reason I'm so passionate now about film acting is because I... um. I've done it less than stage than stage work, so I'm not as experienced at it, which makes me more fascinated with it, and I want to really just freaking conquer it. You know, I want to be doing it the way these these people who are winning awards, what award, what awards, schm awards, whatever. But you know what I mean. When you see fine film acting, and you just go, man, Gary Oldman, or man, Tim um, Allen. Or, Tim Allen. <laughs> not, that's not who I meant. Man, man, he was. 
He was crushing it in fucking uh, Santa Claus, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm talking about my very favorite actor in the Tim, world. I can't remember his last name. Tim Curry? Pulp Fiction. Oh, not Tim Curry. Not Tim Curry. He's not Pulp Fiction. Oh, Tim Curry, I love. Oh, my God. Maybe he's my favorite actor. Maybe it's just any actor's named Tim, except Tim Allen. Um, <laughs> hey, man. Come Tim on. Conway. Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Yes. That's another uh, good Dorf. one. You ever see Rob Roy? Yes. Yes. So he played the, the, the really the super bad guy, Rob Tim. Tim. Oh. God, I feel like an idiot. No, I have to look it up. Timothy. Anyway, but you see, see work that, you know, those people do. That's what I long to, um, to what long that I strive for, and sure. I think that's uh, you know, it's it. I have a long way to go, um, but when I see moments I have in stuff, mm. and I go, yeah, there, that's it. Well, you, you say you have a long way to go, but honestly, man, and in, in, in what you've done so far, you are very good at your craft. Yes. Tim Thank Roth. You. Tim Roth is his name, by the way. Thank you. God, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So I, I really like. I really like him and pretty amazing. much everything he's done too. Oh my God! Reservoir yes. Dogs, all that stuff. Oh God! And I mean, the first thing I think I remember seeing him in was was um, Rob Roy, and just man, oh my God, just blew me away. Um, he was really then, he was really good in what was it? Three Rooms, I think, was the other one he did. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Where he's the the uh, the bellhop, the bellhop, yeah. Bellhop, yes. He's so funny and so serious and so scary and so lovely and so, all of it, just all of it, all the colors. Well, I I, I know the the serious role for sure is 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 probably more what you're looking for. But I heard, and I'm pretty pretty confident on my source. Coming down the pike, there is something out there that you, I believe, would be amazing in. And it is a complete remake, from what I understand. I haven't said anything to anybody else. I don't even know if I should be saying this. But it should be coming out. They're at least thinking about starting the idea for it here in 2021 is Transylvania 6 5000. <laughs> that would be so much fun. That would be Wait. incredible. Jesus Christ. That movie uh, that... is awesome. And I could just see you in that. I, it, and one of those characters, I, I, I could see I you as, may, I, even like Goldblum's character, I could see you in that. Yeah, I could see that too. It's been a long time since I, man, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. But it was Transylvania, such an awesome yeah. flick. Boo, boo, boo. And uh, my, uh, I have a relative in uh, that works in, in uh, California for, uh, well, he does a lot of freelance work for uh, DreamWorks and, you know, the Pixar and stuff like that. But um, this is something that he had a conversation with, with uh, some of the people. And uh, he has, I can't remember her name. He has dinner a lot with, uh, oh, uh, she played, she was, I can't remember her name. Either. She was the maid in Transylvania 65,000 going, you missed the spot. You missed the spot. The, uh, the just, blonde. Oh my God. Carol Kane. Yeah, Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Is it Carol Kane? Yeah, he, yeah. I just, I looked, he, looked, I just looked up the whole cast because, it's he lives down the road star from star-studded cast. I love yeah. Carol Kane. She's amazing. And she's actually brought it up to him because I guess she was in another conversation, but it's something they're thinking about coming out with or starting it in 2021. And if it comes down the road and you hear about it, please jump on it because I think you'll be great in it. I, I will. Well, I have to agree know, with that, man. Hopefully they shoot it in uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. 
man, look, Paul, I, I, I just want to say, man, thank you so much for doing the show. Like, really, uh, we got the, you know, it's at the, towards the end of the show, but I just want to say thank you, man. It, you took the time out to come on here and just run your mouth with us. It was great. <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah, I did too. Oh, God, this is. Oh. Um, I forgot that you guys can see me. Oh yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, it's. You see you me all eating and busy on my. Blah, 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 <laughs> it's okay, man. It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's let... been my pleasure. Thank you for for inviting me, Wayne. And, oh, of course. And also, I don't. I, I mean, you're the one who who reached out. But, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Justin as well. Thank you because oh, it's welcome. This has been lovely, and I I do like having the the chance to just sort of mouth my opinion and, and, you know, screw the people who, if someone doesn't like what I have to say, they don't have to listen to me. Exactly. That's the, that's the beauty of freedom, you know? And and that's why we like our open forum because we always, we, we always like to talk to people about what they want to talk about. Really? You you know, you can go onto a hundred shows and everybody can ask you the same five questions. How you like mm-hmm. this? What do you do there? What is it? Yeah. On hours, it's yeah. just like talking to your friends, hanging out. You know what I mean? That's it's just... what I loved about it. When I went and listened to a couple to to a couple of your episodes, I was like, I, "This is good," because I don't, you know, it's like we're going to send you twenty questions having to do with Hellraiser Judgment. Right. We'll send them to you ahead of time so you can prepare your answers. I'm like, that is no. I'm, that's going to be a big no. I mean, that was yeah, a it's while ago. Good. Huh? It's not fun when you do it that way. Right. It's not fun at all. I don't want to know. I just want to be like, ask me something I've ever heard before. Yeah, like and you to... guys are like, just run with it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what, hey, that, hey, that's what we do, man. I'm like, you know what? I can tell you right now. I'll be honest with you. There is. I had no questions for you. I just was like, fuck it. Let's just go I'm talk. Glad. You know. I mean, yeah. I love the Hellraiser movies, but I'm. I knew a hundred times you would probably got eight bajillion questions on those already so why why bother go if they want to listen uh-huh. you know go listen we want to hear else. we wanted to hear more about i want to hear new stuff you you know and how you feel and that's cool that's, that's great because as i'll repeat you know i'll repeat that as blessed as i am for playing pinhead i inherited a role that was already established with, well established with another actor right. it's like let's talk about something else let's talk about my career exactly i love of that because because as a result of that happening i have more stuff happening that's even more exciting to me um well i don't know if it is actually (laughs) freaking awesome it's like make me a god yep yep for real (laughs) so cool um tell everybody where they can find your stuff man like uh your website give me give out your website and stuff okay well my website is paultaylor.com and my Instagram is the real Paul T. Taylor because you know so many people are trying to be me that I had to. Um... <laughs> I remember when I first started developing these, I was at work on my at my little tele my telephone job, which went away when COVID hit. I'm like, it's kind of nice not to have a part time job. Um, and one of my coworkers said to me. Because uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to get to do a website, and I had to get a this and that and a handle. He's like, oh, now you're you're going too far. Like he thought I'd lost control. Like my ego is taking over. <laughs> what, dude? Do you know what opportunity I got? Are you or are you just jealous? I'm not. I think maybe the second one, but um, it's like, no, I'm not going too far. This is these are things to think about. You got to take that opportunity and go with it. So yes, anyway, you do. 
I do think the real Paul T. Taylor is kind of funny because I'm not a, a big superstar like, um, you know, well, Ethel but, but, but you're the one they should know because otherwise there's a guy pops up who's a choreographer. Yeah, Paul Taylor. That's, the... Paul, that's Paul Taylor, yeah. If you just Google Paul Taylor, you're going to get so much Paul Taylor dance company stuff. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> nope, that's, I don't dance. He I, is magic on his feet. He is. He is light on his feet dancing around. He is, but that's, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I have the T in there because there was, when I joined SAG, there was already a, there was already a Paul Taylor in SAG. Or I didn't actually join at the time. I just, when I first did my, my first SAG feature. It's like, what will my name be? It can't be Paul Taylor because someday I'll need to change it. So that's why I added the T, but I like it because it says something about, I don't know, it's very sort of precise and finicky. Paul T. Taylor, I don't know. Or maybe it's a stutter Paul T. Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> kind of, I kind of like it. So I'm Paul to Taylor. I like. I, I love the, the, the stutter. That, I think it'll that'll really <laughs> yeah. separate you from the rest of the fall to Taylor. I think why not Paul to Taylor, <laughs> and 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 uncapitalize the second T. Yeah. So right. it's Paul to Taylor. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Ch- also, change one of your letters into a number. Uh, you know. And just yes. Yes. Uh, just because zero where the O goes. I don't oh, know. Yeah, you know. Oh, Paul Taylor with a three. Paul Th- Paul T- with uh-huh. the three with the third. You know Paul Taylor the third. <laughs> Jesus. Um, also, I I have a Facebook uh, like a fan page on Facebook, and that's Paul T Taylor. And then I'm also on Facebook. It's Paul Taylor. You know? <laughs> so you Most mix it people, up quite a bit. Well, I, I I wish that people who only know me because of Hellraiser and that stuff would go to my fan page, Paul T Paul T Taylor. But, um, but they come to my regular page and I'm like, well, I'm just going to approve you because, you know, I want as many fans, friends, whatever you right. want to call them as I can get. So why not? If they're interested in my life, then that's great. They may not like some of the things I have to say politically, although I do steer away from that on on the Facebooks because it's just not a good idea if you're trying to use it to market yourself yeah you see and that's another thing we say too is like on our show is is it doesn't matter how we feel politically because we don't want to we don't want to alienate either side because we want all want everybody to feel like free that's an open forum for everybody who cares what we think you know yeah you're right yep exactly exactly (laughs) and you know why not let people know who i am then they can just decide for themselves you know yeah if if someone's political i mean my my political leanings are so far from who i are are so have have so little to do with who i actually am um as my soul my the person i am it's like who the who the hell cares if right. you either like what I do for, you either like my art or you don't like my art and other than that I don't really care um, if you like me personally or not I'd say that I don't know if that's true or not <laughs> I'm a pretty sensitive soul <laughs> <laughs> coming yeah. coming from the guy who played pinhead you know I know that's what's so weird about it <laughs> that's what's so weird about it it's like can't we just love each other <laughs> <laughs> well man uh so paul again thank you so much for doing this show man and look you are welcome to come back on the show anytime you want just to come bullshit with us and hang out if you want even thanks if, wayne i appreciate it yeah even if you don't have anything to promote man. The billy pond movie coming out i want to get the whole cast on the yeah show yeah yes. we're gonna that work on that awesome. it'll be funny but um yeah so yeah. again guys i was your host wayne i'm the rum guy 
and I just hit my head on the microphone. But <laughs> and, and I'm Paul. That's right, and that's Paul. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay then. That's it. <laughs>